even if you're just a solopreneur, how do I start to level myself up now? Whether just how do I start to become the boss of this business that has strategy and plan and direction and goals? And then how do I execute that? Welcome to the Product Boss Podcast, where we're dedicated to helping product-based business owners turn into revenue-generating, successful, happy product bosses. I'm Jacqueline Snyder. And I'm Mina Kunlositep. Together through digital courses, coaching, and masterminds, we've helped over 50,000 students from startup to multi-million dollar businesses scale their sales while blending in their dream life. It gets lonely out there in the product business world. We fully believe a business shouldn't be built alone. There's room at the top for all of us. So let's get scrappy and creative together, Product Boss, to be profitable, make more sales, and grow your visibility. Are you ready? Let's dive in. Hey there, Product Boss. Okay, so do you feel the shift? We're heading into fourth quarter which we all know is the busiest quarter, especially for product bosses. So when you're wearing all the hats in your business, you have to figure out how to blend opportunity with overwhelm. So let HubSpot's sales hub take over all that work, get it off your plate so you can close the year with a bang. So listen, you can organize your schedules, goals, to-dos, and save those precious Q4 moments for doing what you love, right? spending time with your family, shopping, or how about selling your products? So HubSpot Sales Hub not only unifies your data and tools, but it also helps you grow your revenue faster and get a deeper look at your customer insights. Plus, it includes AI forecasting. So say goodbye to hoping and hello to crushing those goals and deals. Ready to wear all the hats and still make the best and most of Q4? With Sales Hub, it's your chance to shine and see your sales soar. All right. With Sales Hub, closing deals is no big deal. Try it for yourself at HubSpot.com slash sales. Hey, friends. Welcome back to another week on the Product Boss Podcast. I'm Jacqueline with Mina, and we are going to talk about something a little silly, interesting. I don't know. I think I think as women running businesses, and being the boss of our business and being leaders. There's this idea of like, what kind of boss do I want to be? Or what kind of boss should I be? Or if I am a leader, how do I lead? Now, I think a lot of you, if you come from corporate, you work in corporate and you kind of climb that corporate ladder and you became some, you became a leader of a team, you may have started kind of working and establishing this, this muscle. But if you were an entrepreneur or you never really took like a leadership uh, point in like a big corporation, or you had a boss and you're like, but how do I want to be a boss? Can I be a boss? So, you know, we're playing on words here, but what we really want to dig into is that you don't have to be a B to be a boss in this episode. And B does not stand for boss in this situation. (laughs) So (laughs) I I want to take it a step further a little bit because we're just developing this idea here. I don't think you have to be a B to be a boss, but I don't think that you have to give everything of yourself either. I think that it's a sliding scale for women as leaders that they're expected to give everything of themselves or the other end of the spectrum is that you have to be a B. And you, we all know what B stands for, right? Beyonce. <laughs> Queen B. <laughs> but I think that, you know, when we see like the movies that we grew up in, for example, Deborah Rose Prada, 
you know, she was a B, right? Same with Regina, who was like the leader of her squad or whatever. Girls, <laughs> what are that yeah, on Mean Girls, Regina. Mm. <laughs> yes, right? She was the leader of that clique in the high school, and she was a B. So represented to us, it feels like you have to be one or the other. You're either steamrolled over or you are the queen, but you have to be like the queen B. And I'm not talking about B-E-E. Like the queen, like <laughs> like heads will roll queen. Yes, yes. Like mess with me and off with your head yes. kind of situation. Um, I agree. And I think I think it's representation – and I, you know, I think you and I try and model this as well for our listeners, but I think it's the representation of women across the board. So women in the workplace and who's defining that. So, you know, Miranda on Devil Wears Prada was modeled off, off of, um, Anna Wintour. I, I, who knows if it's truth, right? I'm sure she didn't love the movie for like representing her as a certain thing, but it was sort of like the unapproachable B woman who, just doesn't care for other people and, you know, doesn't take care of like other women coming up in the world and, and that kind of thing. Right. Or it's like this, or but in her world, I bet you anything, she had to be that way, that industry, as well as being a woman. I think that's women that as leaders in a masculine patriarchal type society that we had to play in a different way. Yeah. Right. But the cool thing is, is that we've, those of you listening most likely are entrepreneurs and you've started your own business and becoming the boss of your business, you know, first we're the boss of one, which is ourself and coming up with like structure and discipline and follow through and having goals, setting them and trying to work towards them because it's for ourself. And then I think there's a lot of fear for a lot of you when you have to make your first hire or your next hire, or maybe you have a team of 10 or 20 people. And that's truly where the development of yourself as like a boss of your business comes into play. But what I see and what's hard and what I've seen people say, especially our really successful product bosses, is that they feel guilty if they're not at work. We had a product boss that bought herself. She was able to afford a convertible Mercedes car, but wouldn't drive it to work because she didn't want to make her employees feel less than or a certain way. So it's almost like the exact opposite side of the pendulum that we like swing to where it's like actually downplaying ourselves or minimizing our accomplishments or making ourselves smaller or needing to be the mom and the kind person and the not kind. I think everyone can be kind. Um, the mother type role where you're there to take care of everybody. So rather than be leader, you are there to create a soft place for them to land and not to feel a certain way. Or there's a way that it's like, if you don't have my water on my desk by this point, your head will roll. But like, what's the in-between for bosses and leaders, especially for women, um, entrepreneurial women? I mean, I think that it's an opportunity in this day and age to switch the narrative, you know? And I think that the narrative has been for a long time, especially in a patriarchy that it's starting to dismantle now, where you had to be a B in order to be a boss. And now you get to change that narrative. But I think that truly everybody has their own leadership style. And I think that when you start to have team members underneath you, you start to 
have to figure out what your leadership style is. It's not that you have to be a B, but what is your leadership style in the way that your communication, right? Some people prefer over communication. Some people prefer under communication. Some people prefer macro management. Some people prefer micro management, you know? And so I think that figuring out what that is and feeling like that is aligned and enough for you as a boss without having to um, be something that you're not, you know, without having to be the stern boss that we saw as like Mr. Boss guy back in the day or, <laughs> you know, <laughs> I don't know, you know, you know what I mean? I like, was with, I, um, mm-hmm. I was with, I was at a Donald Miller. He wrote, um, story brand and he's an incredible, like New York times bestselling author. And I was at his house for this retreat and there was a guy there who wants to write a book and it was kind of talking about the masculine version of this. Um, and he was saying that he used to work for somebody that as a, all of the employees would take bets, they quietly on themselves wrote a, a timed number onto their papers. They all looked at each other when he walked in on how many minutes in it would take him for, to start blowing up, yelling and throwing things. And if they like, if, you know, if it was like three minutes and 31 seconds and that person was closest, they'd kind of like flag their room and be like, I got it. Right. Like I mm-hmm. win. Cause they like expected that behavior. And I think a, most of us or a lot of us have always worked for, we might've worked for somebody that we could say like, that was the person who made us never want to work for somebody ever again. And then we also could probably think about leaders or bosses that we had that inspired us to grow, but they also had boundaries and requirements. And so I think when you're saying, you know, like about what kind of leader do you want to be? I do think though, as a leader, it's having a clear vision for the company that you want to grow. But I also think, and this is something that, um, my life coach Stacy told me about, which is clear as kind. So I think I was talking about something to do with our team and I was like, they're just they're not doing it fast enough for what I want them to do. Like I need them to do this and I have no idea if they're doing it and I don't know how to get them to do what I need them to do. And she's like, well, did you just tell them what you need? Did you say, Hey, I want you to find X by this date and get back to me. So then she's like, clear is kind, meaning give clear expectations of the outcome that I want. I don't have to be a B. I don't have to be stern. I don't have to feel bad about it. It's just like, I need this by this day. Can you make that happen? And they're like, yes, we can. So asking for what you want, but clearly just saying what you want instead of being like, I wish that they could just be mind readers and think about what I want, or I wish they could just do it on their own. I think the thing is, is if we could just, especially as women, use our voices to ask for what we want and not attach a name to it or attach a way we think people are going to interpret us or experience us but rather to just be clear in what we need and what we want, then I think it's going to release a lot of those feelings about ourselves. Like, well, if I'm direct, am I too direct? Am I being a B asking for what I need with that date? Well, maybe, you know, and I think it's just being direct with what you need. Because if you think about it, like if you think about a captain of a ship, the captain of the ship knows the destination and they have everyone sits in order of what they need. Now that captain is going to go down with the ship, right? That captain is like, I'm going to go down with the ship and I want my crew and the people on this boat to be safe. So ultimately you as the boss of your business, you are the one that 
holds all the responsibility and you want to make money and you want to be able to pay for your team and you want to be a good leader, but then also letting people know their roles in your in your operations and your organization and the expectations around that does keep everybody safe. It's having boundaries and rules. Yeah, I agree. I think that when you're the captain of a ship though, and when you're working for a company and we've all had those bosses that are the worst, right? I think that their problem that working for somebody when you that you face ends up being that if they value the people or not. A company is only as good as how much you value your people. So you don't have to be a B and you actually shouldn't be a B, but you absolutely have to value your people and make them feel valued. There is not anything that makes people want to leave a position or um, a position or a company or a corporation faster than feeling unvalued and feeling like they're just a, you know, like um, that what they do isn't significant or matters. And I think that your approach to that as a leader is, is a fine line. You have to make them feel valued, but you also have to be, like Jacqueline said, clear on what they expect, um, clear on what you expect, and clear on how they can deliver. Because the way to make them valued and satisfied in their job is, and then showing that is, is giving them attainable things too. And not, um, so not only do you have to be clear, but it has to be, um, I think that a, a team is, the the way a team works in the way that it's crucial is, you know, and like they say teamwork is the dream work or dream work is the team. What is that saying? Dreamwork been- makes the teamwork. Yes. Teamwork makes no, the no, dream teamwork. Work. Team, teamwork makes the dream yes, work. Yeah. I was so sure of that. Yeah. Teamwork makes the dream work. And the way <laughs> that you do that is that it feels like a collaborative effort that was accomplished. And then they start feeling valuable. Even if you're clear on what they want, it has to be something that they can deliver on. Not in a way that like, where's my coffee? (laughs) As we're giving the, there better be a cup of coffee on my table, which is, you know, most of us because we love coffee and we're addicted. But let's just give that analogy of the coffee, right? That if they bring you the coffee, then being appreciative of the fact that they're bringing you coffee. They understand that that's part of their role. I mean, coffee is like a silly thing, but you understand what I'm saying as far as like, you know, when you're a leader, People have to feel like they want to be on the team. Hey, Product Boss. I'm just going to interrupt this show really quickly because it's podcast recommendation time. This month, I am all about inclusion and marketing podcasts. Now, this is hosted by the incredible Sonia Thompson and brought to you by the HubSpot Podcast Network, the audio destination for business professionals. On her inclusion and marketing podcast, Sonia does an amazing job of diving into important topics like belonging, customer experience, and diversity. She also will give you practical tips and advice on how you can authentically practice inclusive marketing within your own business. Now, one of my favorite most recent episodes includes Sonia, 
and three other inclusive marketers who dive into recent big brand marketing campaigns such as the AI generation of Barbie from around the world and the Barbieheimer controversy, right? Where they share their reactions and discuss their perspectives on these campaigns and the importance of incorporating inclusivity and culture intelligence into marketing. This episode was so insightful and had so many amazing takeaways to consider as a business owner, especially when it comes to authentically portraying inclusivity when marketing your brand and products to your customers. Listen to inclusion and marketing wherever you get your podcasts. Now back to the show. Hey, hey, product boss. Okay, it's your product biz coach here, Jacqueline, and I have a treat for you. So the other day we got a message on Instagram from our friend Lolly. Now she's a product boss and she was on the hunt for an easy to use inventory management software to keep track of her raw goods and what she had ready to sell. And guess what? We had an answer for her. Not only did we have a fantastic inventory management software to refer her to, but we also had a whole treasure chest of 308 other business tools and resources to make her product-based business easier to manage and, and more efficient to grow. And we have it for you as well. Now picture this, packaging and printing supplies, affiliate management, website and email software, legal resources, video and photo tools. Oh my, you name it, we've got it. And here's the cherry on top. It is totally free, right? It's not going to cost you a single penny. That's right, because you can get your hands on the Product Boss's Ultimate Resource Guide absolutely free. We are on a mission to change small businesses' lives and, and their ability to grow around the world. And whatever we can do to help you do that, we are here for it. And so we're hoping that this resource guide is one step closer to reaching your dreams. So all you need to do is slide into our DMs on Instagram with the word guide and just send us that message and we will send you a link to download it right away. Or you can head straight to theproductboss.com slash resource guide. Easy peasy. Oh, and did I mention you can also DM us guide on Instagram and voila, we'll shoot you that link right away. So my friend, don't wait another second. You can get your hands on the ultimate resource guide for product bosses right now. Now let's jump back into the show. I also think when you're thinking about leadership style that you want to think about modeling the behavior that you expect from your team. So there's a book that I really love. It's called Think Big, Act Small. And it's about America's, I think, top nine companies and how they think really big, but they still act like a small business. Like there's things that they did as they were starting and growing that they have kept in their business, even though they're large. I don't remember which company this is, but one of the like, one of the things is that if there's a package or a box, let's call it in like the lobby and the CEO walks in, the CEO might pick up that box and take it over to the department or the office that he wa- that it says it's addressed to. Meaning no job is too small or mundane that as a team, we are we all kind of help each other out, right? Just because he's a CEO doesn't mean, or CEO might say like, who are you talking? He, she. She, they. <laughs> Somebody. This book, unfortunately, was all about male businesses, which is why more women need to write business books. Yes. Okay. <laughs> I'm trying to change the narrative here. (laughs) 
It's like the math problems. Okay, then Bill let's and his secretary had eight, you know, <laughs> Bill Bill was the CEO and Emily was the secretary. They had eight notebooks. Not kidding. Those, that was how math problems were written back in the day, you know? <laughs> so, all right, let's talk about us then. Two women CEOs that run a business that, like, let's go back to coffee. Coffee's a big deal at our company. So if we have a live event, if we're all together, the expectation is that there is going to be coffee served usually all day, but for sure in the morning, (laughs) the first meeting. Okay. So there will be times that people on our team say to us, Hey ladies, I'm going to pick up coffee. Can I bring you coffee? It's not like we have a coffee order that goes out every day that like, you know, one person on our team is like, she better have her extra hot oat milk latte with one pump vanilla. <laughs> this is only 65 degrees. <laughs> on her desk when she walks in. No. So they might say like, hey, we're grabbing coffee. Can I get you a coffee? Or the expectation of they like to drink coffee in the morning. Coffee is a part of her culture. This person volunteered to bring coffee. But this is where it's different, okay? So she, she brought us coffee. Now us as collective she's, when we're together and if we're going to get coffee, we say, hey team, we're picking up coffee. What can we bring you? So it's this, it's this teamwork makes the dream work. Teamwork brings coffee that it's not this one-way expectation, at least within our company, of who's going to get coffee. It's one person. It's the assistant's job and no one else does it. It's the idea of everybody likes the coffee or a morning beverage. If you're going to go or you're thinking about it, you nominate yourself and you help it. And it includes both of us as the CEOs. So, yeah. but I will say if there's a person for that role, then they should be expected to get it. You know, it's like the male yeah, person is like, the male person. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, um, I know. But I'm just saying that like, it, it's not beneath us. Yeah. It's not beneath us to bring coffee to our team. I'm just, I'm just trying to give going back to the the female example yeah. and and that. So and, and coffee. <laughs> and coffee. I was connecting those dots just off of talking about picking up a box. But I, I, I think I like that in the way of like if you model the behavior, Mina and I model not throwing each other under the bus, not throwing other people under the bus, that we're collaborative community, that we're a collaborative team. And so we model that. And then our expectations is that our team does the same, right? We try and model for all of you on the podcast about women and women making money and women being the breadwinners of their homes, right? And, and things like that. And So I think the idea is like, how do you want to show up? And it doesn't mean that you and I have to be a B to be a boss that makes millions of dollars. We just need to be authentically ourselves and then, and figure out, like you said, what kind of leader do we want to be? And then create the team and the environment around us. And and we know that people can choose where they want to work and we can choose who we want to hire. And so if we fit, we fit. And if we don't fit, we don't fit with team members. Yeah. I think it's a a approach of team first, you know, Mm -hmm. it's like, is it good for the team? I do think that when you're just thinking about your role as a CEO, your role as a CEO is to carry the vision of the business, right? And to make it very clear what the vision is of the business and how do you relay the vision? Well, you relay it very clearly as what we were talking about, 
and you relay in the culture and the behavior as well as expectations, and you don't relay it in this old narrative of being a bee and having people read your mind. And, you know, like I'm trying to think of Devil Wears Prada here, you know, where she's like, you know, um, she's so hungry. She's like, what do you do when you're so hungry? Well, every time I feel like I'm going to faint, I eat a cube of cheese. <laughs> no time like, for lunches. Let me look at your outfit, you know? And so <gasps> you think cerulean you- blue is your choice? <laughs> <laughs> that was right. the exact quote, but cerulean blue was the color. <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, you get to, you have this beautiful privilege of being a boss and having a team and growing your business how you want to and carrying this vision of how what you want to do in this lifetime. And absolutely, you do not have to be a bee to be a boss. Because back in the day, maybe you did. That's why I said for Anna, uh, um, Anna Wintour and, you know, being based off of this movie and stuff like that, maybe she did to a certain degree in that environment and in that decade that she did have to, right? Sometimes we feel like we do. Now, though, you do not, especially if you own your own business. You know, you make different choices. You hire the team that fits well with you. You um, make it clear what type of culture it is. And and also you um, eliminate people that do believe Sometimes it's easier to like think about what you don't want. You don't want people who believe you have to be a bee to be a boss because there are people that are managers that absolutely think that you need to be a bee to man- to be a manager, you know, and that can be very difficult on a uh, team culture. Absolutely. But here's how I want to kind of wrap this is that you do need to be a boss mm-hmm. with a capital B. You need to be a boss. So what does being a boss mean? I think being a boss is understanding that, well, one, your company is not you. Okay. So I think first it's understanding that you are the steward of your company. You are the leader of the direction in which your company is going to go. But whatever you make in your business is not you. It is not a representation of you. It's none of that, right? Your job as the boss of your business is to have goals and work towards those goals, right? To create plans, to think of strategy, to be the innovator of your product, to be the visionary, the person who's like, this is where I am and this is where I want to go. And you might be a solopreneur to start and then hopefully looking to hire someone to help out part-time and then, you know, eventually you bring on a full-time and then you bring on more people, right? But no matter where you are on this, whether you have 10 employees that are full-time it's just you, you have a fractional marketing person, you have one person that helps you fulfill, whatever it is, your job is to always think bigger and forward and in strategy, which is why you're listening to this podcast, right? You're consuming content and knowledge to educate your brain to know more. That's why you join courses and programs. That's why you read books. That's why you surround yourselves with other entrepreneurs, hopefully. It's because your job is to be the boss of your business, to steward it, and to lead it in a direction. 
And then as your company grows and you start to set goals and you hit goals, and if you're not hitting them, you re-strategize and you think, okay, what else do I need to do? What else do I need to do? And you start to get there, then your job will be to build the infrastructure, to build the team, to be the boss to somebody else. But like, I hope that this episode helped you also realize that like, don't be intimidated about it. Understand that like, you're the leader of a team. It's a team. And if you set the vision and the goals clearly for your business, then the people that you start to hire will help you execute and fulfill it. They will help you get closer to the big goals and dreams that you have for the company and they'll help you execute it, right? And you then at that point get to make the decision of what kind of leader do you want to be authentically? How do you want to show up? But they're going to look for you for the map and they're going to look to you for the direction and they're going to look to you for like, okay, that's, you want to go that direction? Great right? And then they will help you execute that. So I do want you to start to really kind of boss up, <laughs> be the boss <laughs> of your business and, <laughs> and just start to think about, even if you're just a solopreneur, how do I start to level myself up now? Whether just, how do I start to become the boss of this business that has strategy and plan and direction and goals? And then how do I execute that? Yeah. And you don't have to be a B Makes sense. to accomplish it. <laughs> And apologies if all your kids are asking us what that means. <laughs> um, bulldog? I don't know. <laughs> Beyonce. <laughs> all right, my friends. Until next time, thank you for listening. And if this resonated with you, would you go ahead and um, leave us a podcast review? Now, leaving reviews for the podcast, super helpful to having other product bosses find us out there in the world. Um, so if you leave us a review, just click, make sure to follow the show. And then especially if you're on Apple Podcasts, go ahead and leave a review and um, we can't wait to read them. Thanks everyone. Thanks friends. Thank you for being here and listening all the way through the Product Boss Podcast. If you love our show and it has helped you in any way in your business, would you mind doing two things for us? Subscribe to the show so you never miss an episode and leave us a review. Reviews help other product entrepreneurs know that this is the place to be to grow their businesses and realize that they're not alone. And we know that you all know that a five-star and honest review helps you sell more products to more people. So you know that your reviews help us reach more listeners around the world. Remember, what we give is what we receive. And we are all about helping each other in the Product Boss community. We are all in this together. We would be so appreciative of you if you could take the time right now to subscribe, leave a review, and even share this episode on social or someone you know so we can impact more lives. And remember, subscribing means that you will get notified each time we release a new episode so you never miss a thing. You have helped us grow and climb into the top 10 of all marketing podcasts and together we can keep climbing. Thank you, friends. And remember, there is room at the top for all of us.